everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are back doing a romantic reading wrap up. Uh, this is our first in a couple months. We haven't done one since October because <laughs> we had a few things to taking up our time <laughs> in, uh, in, during the holidays. Uh, so this could be a lot of fun. We are considering this kind of our holiday reading re uh, recap. Uh, and uh, I'm film critic Risa Wagner and Bree is here. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, it's over, Rachel. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. We did it. We made it through. <laughs> we did. We did. Yes. Uh. <laughs> I'm excited though. Like I, I love New Year's. I am always excited to see what Hallmark's gonna do with like the New Year's lineup. I know. You know. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm like, oh, the wedding veil. Okay, where's the other like New Year's movies? <laughs> yeah. And then I love Valentine's. I love when they do Valentine movies. Yeah, I'm sad that we don't have Winterfest anymore. I really mm. enjoyed. Uh, that for the most part, except for the maze movie, that was atrocious. But for the most part, I enjoyed the Winterfest movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's we were talking in the group chat that, uh, yesterday that it feels like to me that the Wedding Bell movies were super popular, but like I know hardly anybody that loves them. But we're getting so, three more. We're getting three more. <laughs> so I'm really curious to see how they do if they get the same ratings and it's just like my friends that didn't you know love them and maybe everybody else did or uh I don't know but it does seem like pretty much everyone I know was very like meh to not liking them like in that <laughs> I don't I'm sorry y'all I was like I don't I have no interest in watching them whatsoever so I yeah. I never even gave them a try my mom watched them and loved them oh damn <laughs> but See? do you think it's more of like okay so you know like three wise men right they had these three like bomb famous wonderful actors in one movie do you think it's kind of like an attempt like that but like stretching it out yeah well, yeah, I mean, and that's the best part of those movies was the time when they're together. The girlfriend time is was by far the best part of the movies, but the the plots they gave these to these w women was just not great. But okay. it was boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I just I didn't love them, and uh, but I, I'm just very curious to see what what these new three as far as the ratings and what they'll get because i i didn't realize at the time but the um lace chabert wedding veil movie did better than anything from christmas uh 2021 hallmark wow it's how good the ratings were wow <laughs> which is why we're getting three more three more but i mean do you think it's because people people are showing up because it's lacy like we love lacy Mm -hmm. but I mean, she did Christmas movies in 2021. So there was something about the wedding veil movies that did really, they really brought me, I think it's because, uh, it really tapped into, and it'd be interesting to hear what you think about this, but I think it's because they tapped in to, uh, romance novels and they really told the story because that you, when you read a romance novel, usually there's some kind of theme throughout a series. There'll be like the fool's gold series or the mm -hmm. baseball team series or the, you know, whatever. And you get like, you get a story. Uh, and, and usually the, the other characters will pop in to the story. 
Yeah. Uh, but you, you know, you get a new character for every book. And yeah. that's basically what they did for the Wedding Bell movies. They have this kind of theme and the characters kind of of all three pop in to all three, but it's, you know, you get a new character each story. And and I I was doing some research for a, th- a thing I did. There's uh, that romance novels are uh, are hugely popular right now. I mean, they have had, uh, they are leading the adult fiction genres i i forget i don't have the um stats in front of me but um i can it was pretty interesting yeah here i mean uh, i'm not surprised because you always you always hear that like romance keeps the lights on in the fiction world between romance and mysteries it's always kind of like neck and neck yeah i think here's here's what i found that uh that romance category is contributing to two-thirds of the overall gains in adult fiction two-thirds and then Unit sales grew 40% over 2021. And, and so, yeah, it's yeah. really, really popular right now. And, uh, and so that's kind of what I think is that they tapped into that, uh, that fan base really well. I mean, even though I will say you and I read the book that it's based on, yeah. <laughs> it's totally different. You guys, uh, not at all. <laughs> But I know you're an expert on romance uh, category. Do you do you see that? See what like see, um, that they were tapping into that uh, fan base. I mean, I have I haven't watched the movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched them yet, so I don't know. But I mean, but you know how I'm saying about how yeah. the romance novels will do these series. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 definitely definitely. Um, it's just interesting that like we're still following the same characters. You know. Because usually with these series, like the yeah. first three would have been, you know, Lacey and Allison and what's her name, Autumn. Yeah. And then like the next three would be three other women. So it's, it's yeah, that's true to see, like, like you said, what plot lines are we, are we doing now? And yeah, well, and they always struggle in Hallmark with the sequels, figuring out what to do next now that they're matched up. And yeah, I I do think that that's it's just going to be interesting to see if it taps into that fan base as well with these three and if they get the I don't think they'll do as well because I just I feel like it's one of those things that that everybody watched but nobody really loved. Yeah, I anyway. didn't understand why we needed. I mean, obviously, why we needed three movies in the first place. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it's it's kind of like you know, with like three wise men or even Santa stakeout, right? Like these really fun special movies. And it's like, we all wanted another Santa stakeout, but realistically, are we going to get one? Do we really need one? Like it is special because it was it, you know, like, do we need more? And if we got more, would it ruin how special the first one was? So that's my only hope for the fans of this trilogy is like, you loved the first three. Did you really, really need another three? And is it going to ruin? <laughs> and I, and how- I just feel like, did, did people love the first three? <laughs> like, I, it just, Or is it just my friends that were all very mad on it? On him? I don't know. It'll be listeners. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. <laughs> Sorry. It's a total tangent, but, uh, but it's, it, I think it does actually relate to books and, uh, that, yeah them using some of the same techniques yeah. that sell these romance I mean, because the book that we read was adapted by Hallmark. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I yes. didn't even realize so this, you were like, you were this like, season- <laughs> you were like, we picked another Taylor Cole book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, so we're, we, we read Long Lost Christmas 
uh, by Joan Kilby this uh, over the November and December. And we didn't, I didn't really think about it until I was preparing my notes yesterday and that we had done pumpkin everything in October. And so we're, I think we need to do uh, another uh, Taylor Cole movie adaptation. (laughs) And it's interesting because didn't they keep the same title for the movie? I haven't watched this movie yet either. So, (laughs) oh, you didn't end up watching it. (laughs) I haven't watched it yet. No, 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 I haven't watched it. But they kept the title. Uh, They did keep the same title. And it, it, it was a rough cause it came out the same day as three wise men. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so that was- I watched three wise men. I haven't watched this. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the writer of such Hallmark Channel hits as Hitched for the Holidays and Lights, Camera, Christmas, and last year's award-winning rom-com novel, The Last Birthday Party, comes the acclaimed family drama, The Mother I Never Had. It's the moving and powerful story of L.A. landscape designer Nate Cronin, whose father dies, leaving Nate an orphan at 30 years old. But when the provocative and mysterious Amy enters Nate's life soon after, it sends him on a devastating journey to unravel the truth about his past. The Mother I Never Had, which Town & Country Magazine named one of the must-read books of fall 2022. It's a novel that asks readers to consider what they would do if they found themselves faced with a parent they never knew existed, and if they could accept the secrets and lies that kept her away for a lifetime. The Mother I Never Had is available through all local and online bookstores, and there's a special Christmas sale, uh, Kindle copies 20% off through January 2nd on Amazon.com only. Be sure to use our affiliate link in the description below. We, we, we did, who was I on with that one? Oh, it was Thaddeus and Liz Johnson. Uh, uh, they were on that episode. Uh, we did Long Lost Christmas and Three Wise Men. Uh, it was fun, fun recap, fun recap. Yeah, uh, but it's a rough spot for Long Lost Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> but this, so this book, it's hoping to reunite her mother with her long lost brother for Christmas. Interior designer Haley Stevens travels to Montana to hand deliver a Christmas card to the uncle she's never met. Finding her uncle is easier than getting him alone to explain her mission. Reluctantly, Haley hides her identity to learn more uh, of her uncle and his family, but it's his handsome and enigmatic partner captures her heart and imagination. Uh, so, uh, I guess overall, what did you think of the book? You go first, Rachel, you go first. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I felt about the same for the movie as the book. I think they were both like fine. Yeah, enjoyable. Uh, I do think that there's a few things that are actually better in the book than in the movie. Uh, I don't need to spoil the movie for you, but uh, in in the movie, she has no idea that her uncle exists. Like she's never even heard, and then she finds this box of trinkets and letters, and then then she, you know, finds out from her mother that she had this brother that they got separated in foster care and didn't weren't able to reconnect and and in the, in the book she knows about him but mm-hmm. she's just never taken the initiative to uh it's not like a big reveal of like what you have a yeah. brother that that's not really in the the book and i think that uh that that's better 
in the book then I swear I sometimes they change like the most minute detail and you're like why did you change that because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. honestly like you could have left it alone I honestly do think like I feel the same way as you I felt like the book was fine um I was I was for people with anxiety I will say like I was anxious the entire time reading it because <laughs> it's, it's like I just don't like when plot lines are centered around a lie, you know, like, yeah, it's hard for me. And it's but not like I, a fun lie. Like yeah, a, fun a fun lie is like, this is my fake fiance. That's fun. Ridiculous. Yeah. And makes yeah. you laugh. But like, this isn't really that fun. There's nothing silly about it. So you're just kind of yeah, anxiety on edge. Right. <laughs> but I do think that I was reading it and I was like, okay, this is a book where you could literally just adapt the book as is into a movie. Yeah. And the they drama. pretty much did. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the romance felt more rushed in the movie, even though it is rushed here, it's in like a week that they basically fall mm-hmm. in love with each other. Uh, there, I think that's just a difference in, in formats, you know, that like in a, in a movie, it feels even more rushed. Like they barely met and he's like already, de- kind of declaring his love for her. And then, <laughs> then uh he doesn't want her to leave sweet water or whatever sweet what's it called sweetheart 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 I kept saying sweet water too yes <laughs> and then, I don't know it was just really fast that they that they went from like meeting each other at the log uh home display place and like being attached to the hip mm-hmm. uh, in the movie and uh and the, it's true here but I don't know it just is a different it's it felt more rushed in the in the movie to me yeah I kind of forgot that it was a romance I was like man I'm just so stuck on this lie that we got carrying (laughs) oh so you weren't invested in Haley and Blake I mean I just I want I mean I wanted to be but I just the the lie of it all was so front and center that I kind of forgot about it did you feel like she needed to create the lie no yeah, no, it felt like you? she should have just been like, hi, I'm your niece. Surprise. Like, yeah. I don't think there was the need for the lie. I mean, I understand, like, you don't want to just show up in this small town and be like, hey, I'm your niece. You know, like, you want to get a feel. I do, I feel like it went on too long, yeah. especially because once it's revealed, sorry, listeners, for spoilers, but like, everybody's so loving and welcoming. Right. <laughs> like, girl, we I've been anxious for over 200 pages and this is the welcoming you get. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most people would probably reach out by like a lawyer or something like that, you know, and be like, hi, I'm your niece. I want to get, you know, get to meet you or, you know, there would be some kind of more. I feel like that would be the way to do it is to kind of make it official. And, have someone else, yeah. you know, yeah. Have I love that else. you said that. Cause I was like, I actually, I actually listened to a podcast like some weeks ago and there was a private investigator that deals with stuff like this. And mm-hmm. he's like, let us be the one to reach yeah. out. Don't you do it. So I love that you said that. And I'm like, that's where she went wrong. <laughs> yeah. But she's yeah. not loving the end. Yeah. I mean, she creates this whole story about having a client and, and, uh, designing a, you wanting a log home. I mean, I never need, never learned so much about log home. They'll be reading this book. <laughs> like we really didn't need to have the whole guy who's the like what's Coates? John Coates. Yeah, the Coates, bad guy. Yeah. 
the the bad guy log home builder (laughs) (laughs) really didn't need that but i did think uh, the the the, i actually i thought the chemistry between Haley and blake was actually pretty good and i and maybe it's just because i had benjamin Ayers and taylor cole in my head and i thought their chemistry was also really good even though i felt it was rushed uh but i was like ooh, they should keep using these two together they were good yeah Uh, it was just hard because like they'd have these like sweet moments right but then at the same time what's the hero's name i keep forgetting Haley. so this Haley, and what's his name Blake, uh, Blake, Blake would be like, Blake was suspicious of her, which I was like, way to go, Blake. Blake was yeah. like, I don't know. Blake <laughs> thought she was working for John Coates. So like right. they have these, these moments, but then it would be so overshadowed by like him being suspicious of her and us as the reader, knowing she's lying. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. This just is too much for me. <laughs> uh, so my quote, I always do a quote from the book we're talking about, and it's as for sticking around, it was fun to toy with the idea of living in sweetheart, but would she really give up her life and her business in California or had the appeal of the small town and falling for Blake clouded her vision. All of a sudden she wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blake. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, God, hunky Blake. Wait, what are you, what are you waiting for? Right, right. You don't get those kind of guys in California. <laughs> Did you feel though? Like, okay, I mean, okay, listeners, I didn't hate the book. I really liked the book. Yeah. I just was anxious the whole time. Like there were so many instances where I'm like, Haley is so nosy. <laughs> and like yeah, Blake you was would just... <laughs> definitely start to wonder like, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're asking uh, a lot of questions. Yeah. So what did you think of Haley and Brianna? I loved Brianna. I was like, okay, that when Brianna started like really getting close to her, that's when I was like, okay, this lie has gone on a long time because this woman, she called her sis at one point. I was like, she loves her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That cousin bond. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you someone who's close with your cousins? Do you know? Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Same with me. I mean, especially when, when, uh, when I was growing up because, uh, now it's just so much harder because we're all over the place and, and we just don't, we used to have regular family, family reunions, gatherings, and we just don't do that as much anymore. Uh, but, uh, but when I was growing up my, on my dad's side, there, there was like a whole crop of us within like, say six years that were all all girls. Mm -hmm. So there were yeah. probably nine or 10 of us between all the different siblings that, uh, his first cousins that were all teenagers at the same time. <laughs> oh so God. that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so bad. And all girls, <laughs> except for my brother. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, I was grateful that I was you know close on my mom's side. I'm one of the oldest ones, so mm-hmm. it's not quite the same. Yeah. They're all a lot younger than me. But, uh, but what did you think about sweetheart? Did you want to go to sweetheart from reading this book? Um, I mean, I did. It's always fun to be in like these fictional small towns where everyone's nice and (laughs) welcoming. It definitely feels like a little bit of a stretch and a fantasy, but I, I did. I really liked sweetheart. Yeah. They did a good job making it very, very charming. And I mean, I would never want to, no offense to all the listeners in Montana, but just that cold up there. 
<laughs> I mean, I live in Utah and that's cold enough being up there, uh, closer to the, <laughs> oh, I know all my road. friends Ooh. in my, all my friends in the military oh. that are stationed in Montana are like, it is cold. so cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. I mean, it's been crazy, this cold wave that's gone through. But uh, did you see like some of the pictures of, uh, well, right where you are in Texas, that like that, um, there's this picture of uh, a car wash that got completely frozen. (laughs) in texas <laughs> oh my god yeah I, I i was like basking in the glory of it all i was like oh my gosh it's like 30 degrees outside today i mean it was 71 yesterday so it did not last long at all but yeah. i i enjoyed every moment of it <laughs> yeah that was wild hope everybody's safe that's listening because it was yeah. definitely a crazy storm but um yeah, I liked Haley and Brianna were sweet and they did a good job of just creating this idyllic Christmas town that has multiple log cabin businesses. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, it definitely, it did. I, I think log cabins are beautiful. So I was like, mm-hmm. huh, I haven't really seen this in a romance novel, like yeah. such focus on it. So I thought that was really cool that she did mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, and there's also more drama in the movie. Um, there's this, that whole scene in the book where they have the, uh, the, um, uh, what do they call it? The open house, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Uh, well, she, in the movie, she, she gets really upset because she finds out that he is doing this open house to help the foster home. And she, she thought that he had like completely distanced himself from that. And so she's really upset that he has kept, that he has kept in touch with all of that and yet not reached out to her mom. mom. Interesting. Yeah. And he thought that, that he thought that it would hurt her chances of being adopted if they knew he was in the picture. And so that's why in the movie, why he didn't reach out, but it doesn't really make sense because I feel like once she's an adult, like, why wouldn't you, or at least like write or some kind of contact exactly. uh, that you would shut off completely. And he goes into the military. And uh, so it didn't quite 
makes sense to me that he would do that. But, um, but anyway, she gets really upset uh, and storms off in, uh, in the movie. She doesn't really do that in the book. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they got more melodrama out of the um, movie. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's a uh, movies and mystery. So miracles of Christmas. I mean, because Uncle Gordon was real chill in the book. He had yeah. no idea. She literally had to force the, open the card, Uncle Gordon. <laughs> open the card. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Uh, as far as spice, there's nothing but kissing Yeah, in the book. Uh, it's clean language. Um, the chemistry, I think, was pretty good. And I think it was helped by the fact I kept thinking of Benjamin Ayers and Taylor Cole. <laughs> <laughs> we have really good chemistry and then just yeah. as far as trope time we had the lying um and the i there's it's basically love at first sight yeah small they town romance for each other. kind of workplace because they are working together yeah kind of yeah that's true that's true uh so what would you give it out of five i rated it a three like three and a half yeah, yeah. i agree same We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Well, let's talk about uh our uh, reading what we've been reading and uh yeah i've had a surprising like of course this is over two months but considering how busy i was i feel pretty proud of myself that i read <laughs> this much uh but uh what what's one that you read over these two months um i read home for christmas by courtney cole and it's a time travel romance so the Basically, if you could time travel back and hang out with your grandmother or one of your grandmothers when they were like early 20s, would you? Like this is, she time travels back to like the 50s um, and is basically hanging out with her grandmother. Her grandmother's love is away at, at the war and she finds love while she's there. And, you know, in time travel, it's like, well, how are you gonna make this work? Cause you're not even from this time period kind of thing. I really liked it. I think like diehard history fans are going to be able to just tear it apart. Um, but for what it's worth, like I, I couldn't put it down. I was really, really invested in the book. So yeah. I love that idea. I would love to go and hang out with my, uh, with my uh, grandpa. Yeah. younger years. Yeah. That's so cool. That sounds really good. Um, so I read the Holly and the Ivy. This was an anthology of Christmas Regency stories. Uh, and we had, uh, we'd done one of them in the past, uh, for reading roundup. Uh, and this had Sarah Eden, Esther Hatch and Dana Le Chamont and others. 
And it was interesting because I, I spent pretty much this whole fall trying to get through the first story. It just was not doing it for me about this little kid, this kind of bratty little kid. And, um, there's this romance between, um, oh gosh, what was she between two of the employees? I can't remember. Anyway, I just thought it was really dry. The first story. And I think it's partly because uh, Sarah Eden, she has written all of these novels about this family. So I think people that are really invested in the family and invested in that world and in the novels probably love this short story to get to know Adam a little bit better and, and everything. And, but it was, since I haven't, it was not for me. Uh, but then once I just finally just moved on, <laughs> and started reading the other stories. I was like, okay, these are good. <laughs> that's the thing with antho anthologies. Like you're more than likely going to have one that sucks. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't suck. It just, I, I think people that are invested in that world will appreciate it more. Will, will like it much yeah. better than I did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love Esther's my friend and I, I, I think she writes swoonworthy romance so well. And I'm very excited for her new book coming out soon. Uh, so that will be fun. And so, yeah, if, uh, if you uh, like uh, Regency romance, then definitely you should check out these. I don't think it was as good as the one that we covered. Okay. That anthology I thought was really good. Um, but, and what was your next one? Um, the next one I read was Her Christmas Redemption by Tony Shiloh. This is a yeah. faith, it's, it's so good. It's a faith-based romance. Um, it was different. The heroine just recently got out of doing like 180 days in jail for a DWI. And so she, it takes place in Arkansas. I was like, when's the last time I read a romance in Arkansas? <laughs> uh, but so she goes to this small town to just kind of get away um, and is staying in a tiny home ran by the hero. He has like these tiny home, this little tiny home community. And then we find out that his father was killed by a drunk driver. So enter in all types of conflict and she's, she doesn't want people to know. Um, but then he, I don't even want to spoil it, but the moment where he walks up and sees that this is her truth or whatever, uh, the way that he responded was really interesting, um, but it just really like the pastor has to step in and be like, look, this is not how Christians act like this is mm -hmm. you're not going to do this kind of thing. And I loved it. It was such a good book. It was a really, really good book about redemption and forgiveness and questioning. Like if you say you're a Christian, how how could you respond to her situation like this? You know, like ju just being judgmental, I guess. Um, I loved it. So I'll have to read that. Cause I love Tony. She's great. We had her on the podcast. We interviewed her. I interviewed her and uh, she was, I, I liked her to win a prince, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and the way that she did faith in, uh, in that one was really well done, very nuanced. So I, I'll have to check that one out. And, and the heroine, like she found her faith while in jail. So I loved yeah. that too. Like she was a new Christian, but she's so excited about, you know, yeah. having discovered her faith and stuff like that. So yeah, that's good. Cool. What's well, yours? my next one was what was our book club book for December. 
uh, that I, the book club that I'm in, and I was so excited because I had missed like five in a row. It was really bad. I was like, am I even in the club? But because I, I kept having screenings yeah. and, and other am things I even in the club. Yeah. I mean, and I've been in this book club for many, 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 many years, uh, probably, I don't know, 10 years, a long time, long time. Um, and so, uh, I was really sad that I kept missing it. And so I was so excited to get that. I was able to go to the Christmas one and, uh, and we did our, uh, we did, it was fun. We always do a, a, a Yankee swap, you know, like a, a gift exchange with just books mm-hmm. and everybody picked a book that was their favorite from 2022. And so of course you have no doubt what I picked is better than the movies by Lynn Painter. Yay. <laughs> it was my pick. <laughs> I love that book so much. Uh, anyway, we read in holidays, uh, by Christina Lauren, and I'm very uh-huh. curious to see if this is what Hallmark is adapting into this, you know, cause there's the series that they're doing next year called holidays. Oh, like, I wonder gosh. if it's this book. <laughs> I haven't read this one, but it's like a groundhog day. Yeah. It's a time loop right? story okay. and it's pretty swoon worthy is okay. pretty it's a little bit a little bit Stingy. spicy yeah a little bit spicy but uh but it was fun i liked the romance and it was all set in utah which was kind of fun Random. what do you think about the loop stories because lifetime had that one with uh i just call him fraser <laughs> remember his real name oh, like, oh yeah that was good that i like good that. yeah yeah and i do i like time loop i like palm springs that's really funny that was a fun one movie. yeah yeah um I like Groundhog Day, of course. I mean, it can be done badly, but you get enough, uh, enough that they're learning enough in that time. Uh, there's actually Lynn Painter has one called the do over, which is really fun. too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this was fun. I didn't like the, the heroine sometimes wasn't that appealing. Um, she was kind of unlikable, but she does learn but the it's it's a kind of a friends to lovers thing is the um uh was it the brother of her the like long they're longtime family friends and uh the brother um and so it it is cute when she finally says to him uh that she has feelings for him. And he says, I, he says, I never allowed myself to go down that, that route. I just never thought it was a possibility, which was very soon worthy. I thought, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I'd recommend it. Uh, and it is, like I said, it's all set in Utah, which is sort of fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's always fun where you're like, I live here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, what about you next? Um, okay. Next I'll talk about, I read the backup plan by Jill Shalvis. So this comes out in January. Um, and it is book three in her new series called the sunrise Cove series. None of these books are connected. The only thing that connects them is they're set in the same small town. And this is one of those like lady dies and she in her will like leaves her, um, like bed and breakfast. It was called the last chance in to these 
three people whose lives she played a huge part in. So like one of them was actually her niece. Um, and then the hero is like a kid she kind of took in and then the heroine as well. And so they all come back and they are wanting to renovate it and potentially sell it. But it's like, before you do that, it has stipulations kind of thing. And so the the romance is, is between Alice and Knox. And uh, I just, it, it was the romantic comedy that I needed. Jill Shalvis is just hilarious. I loved all three of the characters. I don't know how she's able to like write a book with three people that you just love so much and are rooting for the other, her niece, she gets a romance as well. She's a town librarian. And I love that she like loses her job in the book. Like it's just very realistic, like library cuts. We got to let you go. And it's like, what am I going to do next? And you just are like, librarians are, are superheroes. They should not have to deal with this. Um, but I loved it. It was so fun. It was funny. I love home renovation stories. Like I love home renovation books. Um, and this just, it, it had like some sister elements, like the woman that died, her name was Eleanor and, um, the niece and her were like, they had never really had a relationship because her, the niece's dad always had like really hateful things to say about Eleanor. And it was like, stay away from her. But in her death, she gets to learn more about her. And she's like, it's just not adding up. Like she doesn't sound like a bad person. Um, so yeah, there was like a lot of drama, you know, and, and they get to see the ways that she stepped in and kind of had their back in ways that they probably wouldn't have appreciated at the time when she was alive, but it was just, it was fantastic. So it's the backup plan by Jill Shalvis. I was like, minus the steam, Hallmark needs to adapt this. Like this needs to be a book. <laughs> but they've de-steamified many of yeah. the books. So they should. <laughs> I mean, the Wedding Veil trilogy, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, my next one uh, is called The Rewind uh, by Allison Wynn Scotch. And I was looking for something kind of Nearsy-ish. I uh, thought it would be fun. Uh, well, this one, I didn't really end up enjoying it. They ba It's basically these two high school rivalries slash they had crushes on each other, but never did anything about it, you know, kind of a thing that uh, they end up at this reunion and the next morning they wake up and they are not only in bed together, but they are uh, married. They got married. Uh, and they can't remember any of it. <laughs> I love when that happens. <laughs> I, had, I I like that premise, but unfortunately, I just found both of them to be kind of not likable and and not not very. Uh, I, it hurt the chemistry, and I just the way they treated everybody, and I just got kind of tired of both of them. So in the end, it didn't really work for me. But it was a fun premise. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, have I, any others? Uh, I think the last one I'll shout out what I did. I did have, I, I want to shout out Flora's Traveling Christmas Shop by Rebecca Raisin. I loved that book. You guys, if you're still in the Christmas mood, read it. But I think I did read a cozy mystery, Murder at the Christmas Cookie Bake Off by Darcy Hanna. Oh. I was able to check it out from the library. It is like, if you're still in Christmas mood, like it is full on Christmas aesthetic. It's a cozy mystery. So we're not like seeing blood and gore all over the place. I really loved it. And it's got a little bit of Mrs. Claus magic in it, which I loved. <laughs> um, so yeah, Murder at the Christmas Cookie Bake Off, Darcy Hanna. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, cool. Uh, so I had Otherwise Engaged 
this is uh, by Joanna Barker. This is another Regency romance. Uh, and Regency mood. I know. I do love Regency. Um, and uh, we've had Joanna actually on the podcast before. Uh, she uh, she's I think a very good writer. She basically in this in this book her character uh, has gotten engaged to this man who is the rival of their it's like a it's almost like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing like their families are big rivals and they hate each other and everything and she's engaged to this guy uh, in secret of course and uh, he's like a nice guy a good guy Um, but all of a sudden she ends up saving the daughter or niece of this other lord guy and they end up in each other's uh in each other's company a lot and she starts to get feelings for this lieutenant nicholas avery and uh and so she's got this uh this guy that she's engaged to secretly uh and then this new guy and you know normally i don't love that plot you know of like cheating kind of emotional cheating or whatever but she's such, i think such a good writer that it did work for me and uh the kind of back and forth and uh between the two guys it's basically like a love triangle kind of a thing um so i i enjoyed it i think it was it was a fun book and then i also read if only christmas would come this was a sponsor of the podcast uh and uh by the um home for hallmark team molly stewart and brad fitch they wrote this book and it is a little bit spicy uh <laughs> and uh but it's set in the like turn of the century uh this woman is a cranberry farmer uh, and she goes back home and uh there's this guy who works at, is helping work at the farm they don't get along at first but then uh then they uh you know, get to know each other. And it was a fun, fun book. And I was certainly grateful for them for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, So that's what I read. Uh, But I'm pretty proud of myself for reading all of that. You did great. It's a busy time for you. So (laughs) Uh, it helps that almost all of it was available on audiobook. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, but let us know what you've been reading. If you've read any of those books we talked about, or if you read Long Lost Christmas, or what you thought of the movie, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter, or you can follow both of us on Goodreads. We're on there. Uh, but Brie, where can people find you? You can find me pretty much everywhere at Brie unabashedly. And I co-host the Categorically Romance podcast, and I'm here chatting books and movies with my friends so there you go (laughs) yes and we had your co-host Erin on I know I love this it was so fun talking uh, Christmas story I felt bad because we'd had a miscommunication and he uh he thought he was supposed to watch Christmas story too oh yeah Christmas story (laughs) Christmas and um the new one because Christmas story too is terrible (laughs) I would never make anybody watch that I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was, it was really fun. He, he's, he's very, very good. Uh, it's fun to have a conversation with, Yeah. but anyway, yeah, y'all should check out the podcast and, uh, and you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rod Tomatoes and on Goodreads. 
So check that out and make sure you're following the podcast, Homeworkers Pod and Homeworkers Podcast, all over social media, except for Facebook, because our Facebook is down. So don't go there. <laughs> and, uh, and if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps people find the podcast. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is so much fun. And you get exclusive reviews and early, early episodes. And we have our watch alongs. And this month we are having James Denton on for a watch along, which is going to be amazing for Kiss Before Christmas. So you don't want to miss out. Please become a patron. And then we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye, everyone. Happy New Year, everybody.